הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של ערנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שאוכלי עפר קדוש ומשה בארץ המה, ובכלל רבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחנו נפגע בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחנו מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם, today in שיחות הר"ן, lesson 99, בעזרת השם אנחנו נדסקס a very awesome idea which רבנו talks about in lesson 184 בדיקות עם הר"ן, something that's familiar in his teachings. I also hop into lesson 100 of Sichot Aran um, about the idea of clothing. But let's, uh, let's start with lesson 99 and let's see what Rabbeinu has to say. Incredible stuff here. When a person speaks with his friend in, on the subject of fear of heaven, essentially when you speak to your friend about getting to the, the purpose of life and trying to draw close to Hashem or things that have to do with the the, the Torah and the mitvot, ma'asim tovim, whatever it is that's good, then you create this direct light and this reflected light. Rabbeinu can explain how this is created. And sometimes, sometimes the reflected light precedes the direct light. Essentially, sometimes the reflected light is present before the direct light is present. Essentially, we're going to explain what direct light and reflected light means. But sometimes the reflected light is shown before the direct light is. And this is how. When the, when the person receiving the words from his friend has a small mind, meaning his intellect is small, he's not able to accept the words of his friend, he's, he's not able to grasp the concepts that he's saying. Meaning before this person receives the light of his friend, which we would call Or Yashar, direct light, because the light is directly um, transferring from his friend's lips to this person's ears. So that's the direct light, right? Your friend is speaking to you. That light which your friend is emitting from his mouth, that, that wisdom which he's emitting, is called direct light. So that's the direct light. But before the direct light is present, before the direct light begins to work, Kodem Actually what? The man speaking receives before his friend. And this is how the, the reflected light precedes the direct light. We're going to explain how. The reflected light is whenever that light that is coming off of, that, that is, um, that is um, leaving your mouth and enters the ear of your friend. Before it enters the ear of your friend, it actually, fl- it actually strikes the friend and returns back. Like it ricochets off your friend and comes back to you. And you actually internalize what you're saying before your friend even does. So, Rabbeinu explains that this is what we call uh, reflected light preceding direct light. And now Rabbeinu is going to explain the, um, the ramifications of what we're talking about, what it really means. Because when a person speaks with his friend about fear of heaven, about Torah, mitvot, whatever it might be, even though his friend is not Receiving from him, meaning that what he's not accepting his words, he's not, he has maybe a little bit of a blockage, he did not understand possibly, or maybe that he has, he's closed-minded a little bit, so he's not really receiving what his friend is saying. Nonetheless, just by the fact that he's speaking to his friend, he's awakened by that. And he's awakened before his friend's awakened. He's saying the words, but yet he's awakened by his own words more than his friend's awakened. Because just by the striking that the, those words left his mouth, struck his friend, and now returned back, through this the light returns essentially back to him. You speak the words, right? You're emitting wisdom off, 
out of your mouth, right? You're sharing words of wisdom, of Torah, mitzvot, whatever it might be. Anything that is along the subject of Yirat Shamayim and becoming a better person and following the, the ways of the Torah. When you do that, either your friend can accept it. And if he does, that's called direct light. But sometimes your friend doesn't necessarily grasp it yet. And that light, before it enters your friend, it strikes off him. He cannot... He cannot take that light in. He doesn't have the vessel to take it in. To take it in. So what? That light strikes off your friend and ricochets back into you. And then you're able to internalize it. So this is why sometimes you might be speaking to your friend. Your friend might not feel anything, but you actually might feel more than your friend just from the words you're saying. And this actually happens many times. We see whenever we have conversations with Torah, sometimes you feel awakened by yourself because there's a ricochet. doesn't mean your friend might not be accepting also. It actually just means that the light is also coming back to you. Um... So through this, the light, this uh, what do you call it? the light is returning back to you. It's reflecting back to you. And this is literally the, the reflected light which we discuss in the Holy Writings. In it's Chayim, it's Badam, in uh, the 6th gate, the 8th chapter, also the 25th gate, uh, the 6th chapter, and many other places. Also look in Nikut Moran, Lesson 76, um, about this idea. Just like whenever you, you hit the wall or you throw something against the wall and that thing now gets returned back to you. You throw a ball against the wall, the ball is going to ricochet off the wall and come back. The same is true when you speak to your friend. Even though your friend is not receiving from you, even though your friend might not be receiving, you yourself might be able to be awakened from your own words. Why? Because those words strike off your friend and return back to you. And um, essentially because your friend was not able to accept them. Therefore, if you were to speak these words alone, without anyone present before you, it would be possible actually um, that your words would not awaken you at all. But just by the fact that you spoke them to someone else, your friend, you are awakened from those words, even though your friend is not um, inspired by them. But by the fact that you spoke with your friend, this inspiration took place in one direction, and it happened in you, not in him. Because that light is returned back to you, specifically through that haka'a, through that striking, that ricochet. That takes place. But if you were to speak alone, there would be no place to ricochet off of. And this is the direct, the reflected light that we talk about in the writings that takes place through striking as brought down in Etz Chaim, chapter 34, cha- uh, sorry, gate 34, chapter 5. And understand this. And Rabbi Nathan said, I already heard this in the name of Rabbeinu. And uh, this is, of course, a very deep concept that uh, has a lot of practicality, of course, when we speak with people, that you shouldn't be, uh, what do you call it, you shouldn't be discouraged when you yourself might not feel anything or you, your friend might not feel anything because you might, be, you, might take the, uh, you might take the benefit of that conversation or your friend will take the benefit of the conversation. Either way, Baruch Hashem, just speaking about Yerat Shamayim has an effect, a tremendous effect. And sometimes, of course, it's both. And uh, many times it's both. That the words of Yerat Shamayim can awaken yourself and can awaken your friend in tremendous fashion. And uh, Siman Kuf, lesson 100, Baruch Hashem. We say this in the verse, in Bereshit chapter 39, verse 12, that uh, Eshet Potiphar grabbed Yosef by his garment, by his clothing. 
And this is in the story whenever Yosef is down in Egypt, that um, when Yosef is working in the house of Potiphar, the butcher of Paro, um, Yosef is working around the house as his attendant, and he's literally this, the, uh, he becomes the, the hand of Potiphar, and he, he starts rising up the ranks. And Ish, the wife of Potiphar, um, who is a beautiful woman, comes and tries to seduce Yosef. And um, uh, time after time, and there was one moment where she grabbed him by his garment. And we're going to see what happens after that in this uh, lesson. What do they mean she grabbed him by his garment? Now Rabban was going to explain this along the lines of clothing. Something that we can all relate to. When the Yetzara, when the evil side, when the evil inclination comes and grabs a person by his clothing. What do they mean to grab someone by his clothing? Meaning the Yetzara is going to try to bother you with regard to uh, making yourself uh, be like, qu to question your garments, your clothing, all your, um, whatever you wear. Essentially, it's going to try to make, to bother you uh, with uh, taking time in understanding or trying to understand what you wear, or try to spend time on the clothing that you wear, whatever it is, maybe actually buy nicer clothing, anything that has to do with clothing. And the tirdab of Bgadim, and the, the bother of uh, clothing, whether that means to buy nice clothing, whether that means you're indecisive about what to wear, etc., etc., etc. All the questions we have about what we wear. Because Rabbanu says, there is a big yitzara with regard to this, with regard to the clothing we wear. Because of the tremendous bother that the yitzara instills within us. It instills this tirda, this... Uh, I'm trying to find the right word here, this... Um, this trouble, in a sense, this trouble that essentially drags a person down um, into what into convincing a person that we need all this clothing, etc. Essentially, the trouble of needing clothing, right? The fact that we, of course, we need to wear clothing and we need to wear garments, etc. And this can be very confusing sometimes. It can actually be a, a very big distraction and prevent a person from serving Hashem. You can spend so much time trying to figure out what you wear today that uh, it essentially becomes um, something that prevents you from serving Hashem properly. And it becomes a ta'va, it becomes a desire. And this is what it means when it says in the verse, and she grabbed him by his garment, meaning who's the she? It's the, it's the evil inclination which grabs a person sometimes by his garment, trying to, trying to make him focus too much on what he wears, trying to make him focus too much on the clothing that he buys, trying to present an image too much. But now Rabbanu says, the only way to avoid this, one who's a master of his soul, one who, who values his nefesh over his goof, one who values his soul over his body, his heart is strong in Hashem. He will not pay attention to this even though he does not have clothing to wear. Nonetheless, even though this person has no clothing to wear, by the fact that he's a master of his soul and that his heart is strong in Hashem, he believes in Hashem, he will not bother himself. He will not trouble himself with all of this, with all these sophistications with regard to the clothing we wear. And he won't allow himself to be confused with regard to this. And this is what it says at the end of the verse, that she grabbed him by his garment, that Yosef, instead of trying to fight back, he let his clothing go with her. He, he dropped his clothing there and he ran. He fled. 
Because one who's a Baal Nefesh, like Yosef HaTzadik, he leaves his clothing and his garments behind. He doesn't care. And he flees and he runs away. He doesn't pay attention to this at all. All he needs to do is to serve Hashem according to what he's able to. And his clothing gets in the way. And this is why it's sometimes good. It's very good to have a set garment. Have a chassidim, of course. Um, whoever it is. We see that uh, many times the religious, they, they have a set amount of, they have a set uh, garments and clothing. Um, and of course, there is uh, lots of intelligence behind this by the fact that, do, that they do not need to question what they need to wear. And they save a lot of time. And this is something that is uh, special. Of course, because you are valuing your, nef- you're valuing your nefesh over your goof. This is something we can all try to strive for in a simple fashion. And according to all our levels, you know, that uh, we don't need to be confused and try to make this color work with that thing. And if it doesn't work and it's complicated, we have to be simple. And of course, the more we attach ourselves to the neshama, to Hashem Ibach, the less we'll be focused on things of Gashmiut, especially like clothing, which of course, Beget comes from Bokeh, which is a traitor. It doesn't reflect the person himself at all. So you can think your clothing is a good reflection of who you are, but the met the clothing is uh, not necessarily as important as we put emphasis on it, um, as we think. So, may we uh, apply this advice, because truth is, this is very applicable advice that we can all learn from. And, Hashem, uh, value our, our nefesh over our goof. Hashem.